What up, world? What up, world? What up, what up, what up? It's another session of untherapy. I got the beautiful untherapist ladies with us. Lady J, how you feeling? I'm feeling amazing. Hey, untherapy bays. That's what I'm talking about. Jelly gels, how you feeling? I am doing wonderfully. How about everybody else? Chef Shay with the cook-up. How you feeling? <laughs> I love that. And I'm feeling great. Excited to get into this topic. So I'm talking about days and days. What's good with you? Feeling good. I can't complain. So it's a good day. Feeling marvelous. Lady J, how's work been? Work has been good. I mean, you know, I'm still getting paid. Every day I get paid is a good day at work. Flexy flexitin. No, you know, they're saying it's like, what they say is coming? Uh, what, what is it? Uh, The Great Depression? What is coming? What, you don't what mean is it? A recession? You don't, you don't oh, yeah. <laughs> the Great Depression? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'm concerned. Lord. I'm concerned. <laughs> it made it even yes. worse. Whoa. <laughs> what news outlet was you looking at? Hey, it was the shade room. <laughs> they didn't say that. What's happening? Here? There's a recession, so every day I got a job. It's a good day. That's the room. Okay, okay. Days your days. How about you? How your boss is treating you? Good. I started a new job in June, so that's exciting. Okay. And um, you know, just in training and everything. So yes, Deja working for Biden. Let him know. Um, okay. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> careful, careful. Chef Shay, how about you? How's work? Uh, tired me out, but we get in the bag. Ooh. <laughs> Boom. Tell him, let him know. Jelly Gels, how about you? How work doing for you? Ooh, work is a bit stressful right now because I'm training a new hire, but uh as long as my check is on time and my name is spelled right, we're gonna work with it. Yeah, stress. For me, work is um work is in between. I love some of my coworkers, but the manager is trash. So, um, you know, I hope she listens to this podcast. If she doesn't, you know, I'll send it to her. But, um, this, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, yeah. you covered by freedom of speech. Speak your mind. Right, yeah. speak your mind. That, that, well, that, law loud, that law wasn't for <laughs> black people. That law was for, for, for <laughs> landowners back in the 1700s. But, um, I mean, it, it just, but you know what? I really don't mind it because no one, said that she had to be my friend, right? So, mm. you know, if they if they treat me a certain way, you know, maybe I'll just boomerang it. Maybe I'll just, you know, channel my inner, my inner spiritual side and just have patience and wait it out. Or maybe, you know, I'll channel my inner ratchet side, you know, my inner Kevin Samuels, my inner Khalid Muhammad, and, you know, and spaz out in a nice articulate way. But it just makes me think, do you, do you, do y'all feel like, you know, on a job, you're there to make friends or do you feel like making friends is part of the job? Or do you think that uh, you just go to work just to get your check and go home? For me personally, I've made a lot of close friends over the years, but there are a lot of people who feel like, yo, I'm not responsible for making friends with you or becoming friends with you. So Lady J, start us off. Do you feel like on a job you're required to be friends with people or you should be friendly to people? Or do you think it's like, yo, you mind your business, I mind my business? You get your check, I get my check, and we both go home. Honestly, I feel like it depends on type of job. So me and Jelly met working together in college. <laughs> That's how we originally met when we worked together on campus. But I think for me, if I bec- if I get a really good friendship out of a colleague, it's always like a bonus, right? Because don't nobody want to go to work or email somebody they absolutely hate or they're like, dang, this girl emailed me again. I, I would say it's a bonus. I don't think it's a necessity, but if you could make a good friend out of a colleague, I definitely think it helps the overall experience. It makes you like, you know, more excited to go to work. Now, don't get me wrong. I think early in my career, I would be, I would kind of shy away from trying to be friends with some colleagues. But I think the more you get into your field, you could kind of assess who's real and who's fake, especially in a work environment, like who you could joke around with and then who's going to call HR behind your back. So luckily I've met a lot of good friends at work that I've remained friends with over the years. It's become a long lasting relationship, but it's not a necessity, but I think it's like, like a good add on. If you could go to work and work with people who you could also go out with and put work away, but you know, 
I don't know. I've never really been in a situation where, you know, a work friend turned enemy. I think it's a good add on if you if a colleague could could become a friend. Yeah, I feel the same way. I'm like, you know, if you're going to have to be here all this time, why not, you know, get along with people as best as you can? And there's some people who are super snakes. And, you know, my my quotes are always, you know, a snake sheds skin. They don't shed character. So I can't really get along with snakes. I know how to move around them, but I don't necessarily get along with them per se. But I know how to, within eight hours, make you work the best with me and vice versa. But Jelly Gels, how you feel about it? I would agree with what Lady J has to say. I would say you don't have to be friends, but you do have to be friendly. Right. And the reason why I say that is because you know, especially for a lot of us that are a part of larger organizations, they like to throw out soft skills like teamwork or um, collaborative or things of that nature. And nine times out of 10, if people don't perceive you as being on their team or being their friend, then you will get the, the connotation passed around about you that you're difficult to work with or you're not a team player or you don't bring very much to the table you know you're not creating a welcoming environment or uh or inclusive environment you know and now everybody's throwing around this buzz phrase of like being inclusive and being equitable in the workplace so it just it i feel like it builds this negative impression that you are not talented or you don't bring all of your skill set to the table because you're not being quote unquote friendly so i wouldn't say you know fake the funk or try to befriend everybody and add them to your social media profile definitely not linkedin and that's it but um you do want to make sure that you don't come across as rude it takes nothing for you to say hello good morning you don't necessarily have to engage in the chit chat but you know if you're feeling like you're in a good mood and it's a payday Friday, maybe you want to ask about their weekend. You don't necessarily have to pay attention, but just engage, you know, make sure you play along with the game because all of it is a game, low-key. And I feel like you gotta just be careful in general, like don't joke about things that you know someone else might not find a joke. (laughs) Like, especially when it comes to certain things that you don't bring up. Like, when I'm at work, I don't bring up anything about religion. I don't bring up I don't bring up anything about, you know, just certain topics. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. You know, there, there are a lot of different things that, like, at my job, <clears throat> I don't care. I always walk in rooms myself. So when somebody says something questionable, we say pause. You know, they hate it. You know, the upper management hates it. But we be in a corporate meeting, like, so the guy came in, pause, and then we uh we walk, and they'll hear pause twenty times, and like we'll say it so subtly that they don't really catch what's going on, but they do catch what's going on. But like I, I really don't be caring, you know what I mean? But like you said, there are a lot of topics that you have to be very careful talking about. And I probably talk about those topics either way. You know, I, I don't mind the EEO email or whatever. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, you you do have to be very careful. But even even so, like even when you said that, you know, you can't say I said it if I didn't say it. Unfortunately, you can do that. <laughs> a lot of EEO rules are like, yo, if you if you feel threatened by what somebody say or what somebody did or the, or the way they, you think they looked at you, you can report them. So it gets really crazy. So it's usually best to have people on your side more than not, you know, because you just never know in offices. Sometimes people can be one way, you know, one day, and then you come in the next day thinking they're the same way. So you may joke around with them a certain way. And that's the day that they decide to report you for something, you know, that was super minor, you know, there's your days. What's been your experiences? Um, I would say so far, most of the jobs that I've had, I have cultivated, like, you know, like a good friendship from it. Cultivated. Okay, I like that. <laughs> you know, I'm a popularity. <laughs> okay, I'll take it myself. Go ahead. <laughs> um, but I have been, I guess, like in environments where I didn't really care because I didn't have to do that teamwork aspect. Like it was super hyper independent. So I really didn't care about coming in and leaving, but I would say all of the jobs where I have to have that teamwork aspect, then it is like something that I don't mind doing. I also feel like it is important to have someone, like you were saying, Fern, like we spend a lot of time at our jobs. Like 
sometimes more time than home. Like when you think about like getting ready and eating and going to bed and everything like that, like you're almost at your job more if you're working overtime. Like, so I definitely believe like having someone to cackle with can make the job better. Like Jahan said, there are instances where sometimes the conversation, like, I don't even know, like, it don't relate to me, you know, so I may not insert myself or forcefully insert myself in conversations that aren't relatable. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if I don't know what to say, I'm like, let me just not say anything before I say the wrong thing. So like, I forget who exactly said it, but just reading the room um, understanding. I feel like I'm a good like vibe person. So I can kind of tell. And I also never share more than someone shares with me. I know y'all probably have had that one coworker that just can go on and on and on and like, you're like, dang girl, like, but which is good in the sense to where you can have conversation, but I'm definitely not the first one coming in like, yeah, so but I also don't have any kids or anything. And that's usually a lot of people's topic of conversation is like their kids. So I'm just like, yeah, getting off, doing nothing, you know? So yeah, it's interesting. Jelly said something that's, that's, that's interesting. And, um, and you said something interesting too, days. You use that word hyper-independent. That's a very much of a trigger word these days. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll swing back to that. Mm-hmm. But Jelly said something interesting about, you know, you got to really play the game, <laughs> you know? So our, are we truly like cultivating real relationships with these people or are we just like creating things that just get us by, you know, the eight hours for however long we are at this place? How do you feel about that, Jelly? I, again, it depends. So there are definitely relationships that I've, I've cultivated and continue to nurture, but those were, I, I, I feel like I found my tribe. So these are all African-American young professionals that went to HBU, HBCUs. Like we're all in the grind trying to figure out how to navigate this space. So it's almost like we were a support system for each other. There are other colleagues that I've met that are like, okay, you actually have a pretty good sense of humor. Like you may not be melanated, but you know, you're you're not totally oblivious to what's going on in our community. Like you pay attention and it seems like you're you're actively involved in trying to figure out how to make it better, even if it is in the microcosm of just our department, right? So I can respect that. I can I can hang out with you. But I ultimately to your question, I think yes, we are just creating a facade or a facade because out of all of these thousands of people on my corporate campus do I really need to be friends with them or do I need to have a working relationship with them? I don't need to be friends with you in order to have a working relationship with you. And some of the people that I maintain contact with now, even though I've left my previous company, are people that I'm not friends with. They were mentors or sponsors or advocates or someone that I can learn something from. I would definitely not consider them friends. They may eventually get a Christmas card once I have a baby, but that's it. Right. We, we're not hanging out at each other's houses. So I I really believe wholeheartedly in the fact that you do not have to be friends with your coworkers. But again, right. you, you definitely need to sharpen the skill set of being friendly, being, you know, someone that can problem solve how to navigate or communicate with people that you do not get along with but can still come to a resolution or an expected end. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I um, I realize that as time goes by, you know, I was, I've was i been on my particular job for, in this particular position for about eight years or so, right? Now the people that come on, that, that have come into the job after me, whatever the case may be, I realize that I'm usually more helpful to people or I'm usually willing to be more helpful to people that I actually like, right? And I'm, I may not be as eager to help people that I don't like and vice versa. So, you know, if, if, if I, if I don't care for you as much, I may not remember the information that you're asking. If I do care for you as much, I may remember the information. I, I, I was always taught, especially around 1920, I was working somewhere and um, the guy really liked me as a person, supervisor. He always taught me, you don't have to know everything but you have to do two things. You either create friends or you create allies. 
friends are exactly what they are. And then you have allies who are like strategic alliances that you create. They're not necessarily your friends. They're not coming over your house, your barbecue. They're not coming to your child's christening and stuff like that. But you guys have an understanding that either in this particular situation or throughout life that you're going to help each other. You know what I mean? And you both benefit from that relationship. So Shay, in your line of work, do you feel that um, you create more friends in that business? Or do you see yourself creating more alliances or neither of them? You like, yo, I'm just hyper independent, like Deja would say. I would say it really depended on the job. I've like had a, a lot of um, different positions in different fields. Like I've worked at a school, mm-hmm. I've worked at a restaurant, I've worked on Wall Street. Like there has been like a range right. of experience. And, and Wait, each pause. one. Pause. Yeah, can, can, we, what can we just have a, a moment of silence? For the flexiest flex of them all, like <laughs> it wasn't a flex. Was like, oh, I didn't work on Wall Street. Like, <laughs> I walked past Wall Street to get to my job. She <laughs> <on Wall Street>. <laughs> <laughs> the address was actually 14 Wall Street. The job itself wasn't all that the spectacular, but listen, but listen, I it don't even matter. Sis worked on Wall Street, okay? <laughs> That's true. That's true. But anyway, I'm still catching up. There we go. Oh, Lord. I, we'll we'll uh, have more conversation about that later. But um, my point is, in each environment, it called for me to be a different way. And it called for me to build different relationships. So if I was in the restaurant, the majority of the people that were there were people of color, Spanish, Black, we holding it down. And because of the atmosphere that we in, it's high pressure. You have to be a team. Like being at a restaurant, working a line, it is a sport. And you got to know what one person's doing. And you got to have that communication. So it's like, even if you don't want to, like you're forced to in that position to like build those relationships, talk to others, and like just try to have the same mindset so that you can get through the service. So there, I could say, like, I, because we of like our long hours, the things that we were doing, like going under the same pressures, like there, I really felt like I, I built a family because they understood, they understood and spoke my language of the kitchen. And like, we were going through that all together. Now going to Wall Street, that was a totally different dynamic. There's not that many people up in there that look like me. I was just lucky, like happy to be there type thing. And I got to show them that there's a reason why I'm there. So I can't, you know, I can't just be my true authentic self as much as I want it to be. They probably saw maybe like 50% of myself because of course I'm not like, I'm always outgoing. I want to speak to other people like friendly. That's just my personality. But like the way I spoke to them is totally different to how I would speak to you guys. And that was just how the game had to be just because I, of the environment I was in. So I just had to like kind of adapt to that environment and build allies and relationships so that I can continue on and perhaps, you know, get that next position or make sure this particular thing is done. You know, that's how that was in that atmosphere. So it just really depends on, I feel like your environment. And then it also just depends on how you can be within the environment. So I think that also dictates, you know, if you're going to build that friendship and build, you know, that relationship where you consider people as family versus you're considering them, you know, you're, you're just being friendly and they're acquaintances. Got you. Got you. Now, let me ask you, this is totally off topic, but it's on topic at the same time. Start with you, Shay. Do you change your voice when you're speaking to people like in, in the environment? I, all, you- all the time, because that's Shay. all I do. I customer service i have to change how Shit. i speak all the time do you do you, do you as as they would say you know disrespect to my um to my to my unmelanated peoples but do you whitewash your voice Shay? when you be talking i sure do oh my goodness this i sure stop. i can go into that this customer service voice real quick this has got to stop thank you so much for calling in this is what oh my how God. Can I help you? here we go yes that's how you gotta do it you have oh, to change example. the vernacular for the environment you know Lord, you can't just Lord, come in and be like oh what's good like you can't not nah, you know you have to do that it's a must i don't like and as much as it kind of breaks my heart that we have to kind of change who we are it's just it's just the the, 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 the rules of the game honestly if you want to make do- that bag you gotta adapt to that environment 
right, I'm gonna I'm um, I'm let somebody else say something before I, I, I express myself. So Daisy, how you feel? Do you change? Do you change your voice too when you be talking on the phone? I would say yes. Oh my gosh, not you too. Two and zero. Oh. I don't. I don't you understand know. how you don't like how I talk to my friends. Truly, is not how I would talk at work. So I don't. I don't understand. Well, let me say this. I don't have the job per se that I can do the same thing. That's that's a beautiful goal. You know what I'm saying? To have a role that you can express thoroughly, you know, yourself. But what I will say is I've had roles where I've had to come back to it to adhere to the customer or the client, if that makes sense. So working at the school, because I worked at FAMU too, when I would give presentations to students, I had to meet them at their level. Do you get what I'm saying? So I'm like, what? I don't even know like what the hip terms was then. But I'm talking to them like they are my friends because that's how they're going to listen to me versus if I had to talk to university officials, you know? So I don't know. I guess I've definitely had situations where I was able to drop, I guess, the act and meet a client or customer where they are. Because I had people like, no, seriously, like just you know, talk to me for real. I've had people when I worked like on phones, they'd be like, I can literally tell you're black. So, and I'm like, I, okay. And they're like, just talk to me. Like, you know, like just talk to me. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, this is what you got to do. You know, like whatever. But in terms of it's another, I think, read the room situation personally, but I don't see how you don't change mm, okay. to an extent. It's a skill. It's a co- <laughs> cold switching is a skill. Mm, okay. You gotta have it sometimes. Mm, okay, Jelly Jells, how about you? Please tell me that you're not over there um, changing the pitch of your voice and and, and talking with a with a washed out tone. Please tell me you ain't doing it. Uh, well, I will tell you this. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I will. I will tell you this. Talk to me. Two factors. One, when I was in the office, definitely because I didn't know who was listening to me. So I feel like I always had to put on. Now that I'm at home, I don't really care because everybody's in the same sweats. Everybody got their hair up in a bun. And it's kind of like, what what exactly am I putting on for? If I know some, everybody that's on Microsoft Teams is on there. I can see who's on there. So I, I don't have to worry about somebody overhearing me. Plus, I feel like because of how long I've been in my field, you're not gonna sun me. Like, regardless of what voice I talk in, I know what I'm talking about. I've checked my numbers. I have a whole team that works for me. So you're not going to sun me. First you may have flex. updated information, but on, you're on, not. Flex, flex. Moment of silence. Moment of silence for the Silence. Silence. Hold on. I got a whole team that works for me. You're not about to sun me. First of all, okay. I'm skip that. That needs to be on a team. That needs to be on a team. Are you crazy? Go ahead. I'm listening. I know that's I'm, right. I'm just saying, like, I, I, I feel like that comes with, like, a, after a certain amount of time, it's just like, oh, okay. And, like, what what exactly does that mean? What are you going to do for me? Because my resume speaks for itself. So does my experiences. People mm-hmm. speak very highly of me. So I'm not trying to prove myself. If I'm going up for a job or in an interview, that's something different. If I'm going for a new opportunity, that's something different. But, again, I'm not going to change my voice. I may be not, I may not use the word ain't right, or right. about to, but I'm not going to change my tone of voice because I am who I am. And you want me because of what I can bring to the table. Right. I am who I'm going to bring to the table most often. So nine times out of 10, this is the voice that you're going to hear. So this is the voice that I need to introduce you to get used to. Right. It. Um, the only time now that I will change my voice is when I know that a phone call is recorded and I'm trying to get something. So I need you to refund me for a service that I find unsatisfactory. I most definitely will change my voice because this is recorded and I need for everyone to understand that I need my funds expeditiously. But other than that, there's really no reason for me to do so. Got you. Lady J, do you find that people um, care in your field if your voice is uh, reflective of your ethnicity? or whether it's not? It depends on the company. So if you're working on, if I've worked with companies that are very focused on Black lives and the culture and things like that. 
So in that aspect, how you sound doesn't really matter, but I've also worked with companies that 90% of their employee base do not look like me, right? Then I think it does matter. But I I can't say I code switch. I mean, I talk how I talk <laughs> 90% of the time. I, I talk how I talk, but I can't really say I code switch, but depending on who I'm talking to, the level of conversation might be different and won't be as relaxed. But I would say particularly in my field, doesn't matter. It really just depends. Again, I've never, most times when people first talk to me on the phone, I don't even think they think, I think there is an assumption Okay, we'll put it like this. So I've done a job interview before, right? And it was just like, you know, the first portion was just like over the phone. And I think the person assumed I was everything other than Black, right? Because when we got to round two and we got on like a video interview and like I turned on the camera, you could look, see the look on their face like, oh, oh, okay. Well, I wasn't expecting this. So I don't, I don't go out my way to code switch, but I think for me, from what I've run into, a lot of people assume I'm something I'm not just based on my tone, but I'm like, oops, you're bad. <laughs> you shouldn't, you shouldn't have assumed that. I don't know. I think it's weird because I don't, I can't say I know anybody that I could, maybe because I'm black. I can't really say I know anybody. I'm like, yeah, she's definitely black. When I talk to somebody on the phone or he is, I don't know. I, but I I will say, depending on the environment I am in, I'm the co- level of conversation will be different. It won't be as relaxed as I'm talking to somebody who could relate to me. If I meet a family alum, the, it's a very relaxed conversation because it's kind of relatable. Now, if I'm talking to somebody that's on the complete opposite side of the spectrum, you know, I might address things differently. Like I won't use certain terminology, like certain jokes won't be funny. Like I might not, I might not reference Whitley and Dwayne from a different world. I might reference somebody from friends. It just, it just really depends on who I'm talking to and what we're talking about. But I I mean, I I don't think people should have to code switch, but let's be real. You, you can't always bring your entire self to these job interviews or certain settings. It's never, it's not set that way for us or people who look like us a lot of times. And it's unfair. It's not saying don't be who you are, but, you know, sometimes you have to tone it down a little bit, just depending who you are and what you do. And I think if, if you're talking about the field of PR and stuff like that, you definitely got to tone it down. Don't nobody want somebody represent their company that, that, that doesn't put their company in the best light. So I think it really just depends how public facing your job is. Mm, okay. Okay. So Shay, let me ask you, do you feel like this is, um, you feel like being able to code switch is a skill or is it a problem? No, I think it's a skill because there are always going to be certain settings that I cannot speak. Like, I guess you could say street or whatever the case is like this. That's always going to be the case. So that is something that you have to build and learn how to do, or you won't succeed in certain environments in certain events and certain companies. Like you just have to learn how to do that. And though it may seem like you're changing a piece of yourself, it's not. It's really just you building upon something to get you to the next step in your life. That's how I see it. I don't know. I've never, maybe I've never had to code switch. Maybe that's, but, mm, no, I probably have. Yeah, had I, to do it. yeah I, I feel like it, it no, might no. not have been at work. It could no, have no. been in another setting, but at some point we've all had to code switch. No, no, no. I don't, I, I don't think I ever had to code switch. <laughs> I, I think that it, it's probably something that people around me did, but I didn't do. I may have to change the language, but I don't code switch more than likely. Whether I'm in church, whether I'm talking on the phone to a customer, whether I'm in face-to-face with a customer, whether I'm you know either writing something or whether I'm marketing something, I'm usually myself for the most part. Now, like I said, if I'm talking basketball, the language is different than me talking at my job. You know, but I can go, I can change my language. Me personally, I can change my language and I can change how I articulate something without code switching. Like my voice is the same. It's your what up, fam? What's going on? What's going on, Chief? How can I help you? You know what I mean? Like it, it's how I would talk. So well, the way I would talk to you, the way I talk to you well, right now is the same way I would talk. Okay. But you got that radio voice, number one. So I do. You, got a, a, I do. you got a way bigger advantage than most people. I do. You, I was about to say that. Unpopular right. opinion. 
a black woman will be labeled as ghetto before a black man ever is like Ooh, very unpopular opinion so i'm like i hear what you're saying fern he do have that radio voice that like you're absolutely right <laughs> like the very much dr love from the velvet room voice but i think <laughs> that was like big d from the velvet room i think that's what he used to call himself on the radio big d from the velvet room i don't, even, guy- I don't, even, I don't even want to know what that means but i'm listening <laughs> <laughs> this guy that used to be on the radio growing up, he used to Love come it. on like after 9 p.m. and play like slow jams and he used to call himself Big D from the and Velvet Room. Wait, did you guys have did you guys have Quiet Storm? Yes. Oh, yes, very much quiet. We should have a quiet storm moment one day. Just oh one, my god. We should get the little music in the background. Oh my god. They're gonna keep keep resharing. They're gonna reshare our audio on TikTok and IG so much. Let them do it. Best let them them do it. Let them do it. Those would be the best car rides home, like at night. Oh my gosh, a little quiet storm going. Deja, okay. What you talking about? (laughs) That's the best ride home. Okay. Okay, I'm talking like Quiet Storm was out when I was like young, so I'm nice saying job. like a long you day. You were fresh at a young age. Stop. Right, I was about to say, hold on, Deja, you had to. have <laughs> that old. At twelve, to the best ride home. I just did the math. I was like, she's giving no. very much. <laughs> our, quiet, our Quiet Storm started at uh, like nine ten. Two or twelve, talking about talking about that's the best ride home. For what? <laughs> okay, when I, when I mean that, I mean like as a kid, like when I would hear Quiet Storm, I'm rocked now in the car. Like mm-hmm. I don't even know where we're going. I just know I wake up and we're home, type of thing. But it's like <laughs> Quiet Storm would literally always put me to sleep. Well, well, okay, we'll talk about that after. Oh my. God. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll talk about that after. Y'all gonna act like y'all don't know, but y'all know. No, I do, we, that's know. What, we know. We know. But I we got know. you about like ten years. He's so trying, I don't know. He trying to say it's a family show, so he can't touch on it. Yeah, I can't touch on that at all. <laughs> he got kids, you know <laughs> how that. Goes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I think Fern has a has a unfair advantage when it comes to code switch, and why he probably never yeah. has to code switch. Like, but I don't know. Now that I think about my whole lifespan, <laughs> I don't know of any black man that is similar to Fern, put it like that. And I mean, not too far left, that is really considered like ghetto in the workplace that they don't have to code switch. Mm-hmm. For, for me, all I got to do is wear extra long nails and that's ghetto in the workplace. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, you. of course, you don't have to code switch because as a black male, I think it's more acceptable than... A black female. I don't like, know. I can, it is because you put know, it like this: I can have as many degrees as I have now. I can have everything. I could wear my fake nails I wear, my bundles I wear, all degrees I have. But it's a difference between the way I talk now and if I spoke differently, it would be extremely ghetto compared to how I speak now. It would be looked at differently. We even have to think about like our hairstyles yeah we do right? wait, like wait. we're we're just mm-hmm. turning a point i feel like that natural hair is quote unquote acceptable well, they had to make a law about it which is they had to make a law first Ooh. to wear our own hair but no, well that's for guys no. too i'll give you that no, that's no. for guys too the guys have been having trouble in terms of the hair well, yeah i'm well, saying i'm saying in general blacks in general like we're just turning a corner where like natural hair is deemed yes, professional 100%. right but it, to me, it's you're still are, in my opinion, like still dealing with the problem of being full in your naturalness. Like, yeah. you know, okay, yes, 100%. how you know blacks are going on vacation, black women, braids, right? Yeah, and we don't get braids to our shoulders, you know, like we get a nice length braid. But you even have to think about, okay, what is that going to like when I have to go back in the office? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just so much that have, plays, even though it's quote unquote acceptable. And even the whole natural hair thing, it's like, it's still even a whole conversation of like tamed and untamed. Because if I got up and truly just walked out with my natural hair, natural state, not a twist out, not a conditioner or anything, I would be getting stares like something is wrong with me. But that's my natural hair. Not, o- not only that, Deja, but the fact that 
we as African-American women change our hairstyle so often oh my and God, there's so many questions around it. Like, oh my gosh, your hair grew that fast? Like, girl, stop it. I you know <laughs> that y'all, y'all wear extensions as well. So why is it such a phenomenon mm. when my hair is, you know, slightly past my shoulders one day and then down to, you know, my butt crack two days from now Mm -hmm. it's not a phenomenon like say it looks nice and move on but the fact that there are so many oohs and ahs and oh how long did that take ma'am just because your hairstyle has been the same for the last seven years does not mean that we need questions on my hair like for me personally like it's such a moment of like oh like relief when like an immediate supervisor is black you know like or like people on your team are black because to me it's like oh okay I I know I can subtract some of those you know conversations and as soon as you see I had one supervisor one time and when I say she switched a wig like an outfit I was like yes you know so when I come here blonde not you know 613 but you know like maybe like 27 you know like when I come in here blonde I'm not getting I mean, she walked up and was like, girl, who did your hair? Like, you know, like, and I was like, oh my goodness, like, this is great. You know, I'm not feeling like I just walked in here blonde and there's so many, of course, there's so, you know, eyes still looking, but the person in my mind that is calling shots and quote, does the same thing, you know? So it's like, or I can tell when she was about to go on vacation, she would walk over and say, what do you think about this? You know, like just casual black girl conversation was like a moment of awe and I hate that for us that like that's we have those just little moments some people some people have workforces where like I'm sure if you work for Issa Rae let's say for example you don't ever have you could come in with green hair blue you know like you don't ever have those things but for us in regular corporate per se we still are thinking in the back of their mind like I know right now I can't get 613 braids and walk in I just know I can't even on it's unfair. You should be able to do 613. Yeah, I should. But in the back of my mind, I have to think of my you gotta do one slate, you know, <laughs> already it's already down my back. So let me at least keep them black. You know, like so I, I think, mean, it just sucks. I, we I don't do know. I think that y'all have a lot more options than men have though. Really? Um hundred percent because I, I, I did and this is back in the day I spoke with my father and I and I realized something. And especially in corporate environments, I'm not going to speak for all around because every field is different. If we're talking more corporate, if you look back in the day, men had to have one, a clean shave and two, they had to have a low haircut most times. Right. That was across the board. If you wanted to be in the game. So we already had a standard we had to come in with. Then you had to wear a certain type of shoe if you wanted to be successful. Then you had to um, usually wear a certain type of suit most times. You know, so there was already a standard that you had to have as a man. There's no blonde hair for guys. There's no color changing options. If you're in that environment as a man, you might be able to get away with the beard these days and dreads. But cornrows? <laughs> nah. If you're trying to color your hair? Nah. If you're trying to get a, a nose rip? Nah. You're not getting away with that stuff. Y'all get away with a little bit more than we do. Now, 100%, the, the nails and stuff like that, yeah, but y'all can get away with a, some some ombre hair and some lipstick, and men can't do that. So yeah, I think y'all have a few more options than we do. Yes, they mm-hmm. may be able to tell a woman is ghetto quicker than a man sometimes, or they may be able to label her as ghetto. But I think y'all have a lot more options when it comes to that stuff than we do. We really can't do much unless you work for like a city job or sometimes, or um, like you said, you work for ISO, you work for somebody who's all about the culture and they're from the culture and you know, you might get away with that. But as far as corporate environments, I don't know about that too much. But I think even playing devil's advocate with the with our, the whole scenario, I think sometimes we do have to take onus on, we all know what's ghetto. Like, yeah. even when you look at it in the, in the work environment, I mean, we talk about it, but like, I can honestly say, like, passing, no, not judging, but, you know, acknowledging I'm not gonna call it judging acknowledging like we've all had that one co-worker who did too much that like you know they walked in like girl now you know <laughs> right 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 like right. I think I think just being honest about it like if we're looking like what was that 
wide scope, full scope, whatever we want to call it, just being honest about it. Like we've all had that one colleague that is just like, girl, now you know that's ghetto. You know that's more so doesn't look acceptable. Like it's not even, let me not say ghetto because, you know, that has a bad connotation and people, you know. I was whatever. just about to say, like, I think we should I'm change the rhetoric because there yeah. are some things that would be considered ghetto on us that if a Karen were to wear it, oh, she's eclectic or oh, she's expressive. Exactly. Or oh, You're she's, right. she's fun. And it's like, okay, so she can wear all seven colors of the rainbow in her head and be considered creative. But mm-hmm. if I have one bright color, then I'm ghetto. Exactly. You're right about that. So let me take the word ghetto out of it. So we've all had colleagues that when they walk in the room in certain attire or hairstyles or whatever it is, it's very much not professional in the workplace. Put it like that. And I feel like you and I feel like it's not it's not being black. It's not being white. It's not being anything. But I think you we could all assert what's you know what's not not professional without it being like a black and white thing because I have had colleagues it doesn't have anything to do with the with the nail length the color anything like that but I've I have worked with people and they've walked into the workplace I'm like girl now you know (laughs) you know you should not be wearing that when our business and when our work attire is strict business professional you know that's Mm -hmm. not gonna fly so and I feel like that's like an that's one of those weird nuances to it that it's like it's like a thin line when it comes to when it comes to blackness and things that we do and whiteness and things that they could do it's a very thin line in between how far left we can go and again like I'm very guilty of when I was interviewing for jobs back in the day when it would come to my nails I'm like all right I'm like all right tram cut it short girl cut it short you know damn French whatever it is once I get the job I'll come back out with the extra long coffin hot pink nails but for this interview cut it short like I've been very guilty of doing that because I understand what you bring to the table is what people see I may have a million and one degrees but what they see in front of them is what they see so again I'm guilty of making sure that what's on that paper also matches with the exterior even if that's more so dulling down what my normal look or my normal things I like may be right but you know but I think I don't think that's really code switching but I feel like that's just assessing your environment right you're not gonna go to somebody's wedding wearing all white when the bride wears all white I would hope you're not gonna do that so it's just assessing (laughs) the environment and seeing what what works and what doesn't and I mean, when a professional environment, I can, I know the difference between professional and unprofessional, and it doesn't have anything to do with the hair or natural hair. I'm not even talking about that, but just in general, like what I would deem professional and that's what I cater to. And then, you know, once you start working somewhere one year, two year, you start being yourself a little bit. And I'm not saying like mini skirts or crop tops. I'm saying like, you know, you could do the brighter nails. They know Deja excel at her job, blah, blah, blah. She could come in with the 40 inch um, faux locks because nobody's going to look at her sideways. Right. Right. But I, but then again, it's weird because I feel like it shouldn't even have to be like that, but I'm like, it is like that though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And I'm, I'm back in school now studying image consulting and I realized how much non-communication plays. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out here. I'm out here. Um, shout Congrats. out to Kevin Samuels for inspiring me. I was about to say, um, you're trying to be the next Kevin Sam, okay? And, oh, man, Lord. Listen, listen. It's going to be, I, I'm, I'm going to use slightly Not that friend, wait until he died. <laughs> <laughs> listen, just take the, just take the same time to repurpose. Got to get on top. Got to get on top. Right. Listen. Well, somebody you, hop on it. I, I feel you, friend. Yeah, listen, you, if you see it now, everybody's saying the same things he was talking about. <laughs> they just, they just, they're just kinder people. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what, what? I think <laughs> delivery is everything. Just like how you uh, yeah. how you look at work is everything. You know, looking back, when I did look back at some old videos of when he would actually talk about men, and I'm like, yeah, he'd be right. But his delivery was so blunt and it was just so off-putting that a lot of the stuff that he would say, of course, everyone gets offended. You can't tell a woman she's a cheeseburger away. That's not a way to tell somebody that they don't. you don't think they're at a healthy weight. Yeah. 
it's like it's so you can tell somebody you're not at a healthy weight i'm concerned and you can say you're a cheeseburger away like come on now mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's different ways if we're talking about code switching delivery is same thing it's different ways to say something but Listen, you know we would have never watched him if he wasn't as pulverizing as he was you know what he's I mean? an entertainer he yeah. has to be entertaining exactly. Exactly. i mean it's so crazy but that he was an but his, com- his communication verbally, people hate it. But he always looked nice. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? He like, did always. I mean, he's a Kappa. Of course, he had on those little uh, suit things uh, that suits and whatever. He looked very much like what he looked like. But was he actually like a real image consultant? Or was that just like in his yes. Instagram bio? No, I believe, I believe he was. There's a lot of people that would, Well, I won't say a lot of people. Let me go with the, the couple people I, I do know that are getting to those bags like millionaire status and he's like yo they, he dropped so much game you know what i mean on them like when they, when they bumped into him and stuff like that like he had a lot to a lot of things to share with them and he and a oh, lot he was of people, actually a nice guy in person he was actually like a nice guy no listen i every everybody that i've heard that ran into him say he's a very dope person right and he has a lot of information to share now He's, he said himself, and this is a paraphrase, so excuse me, but he was like, you know, I give, he gives off what he gets. If you're respectful to him, he's respectful to you. You know what I mean? I don't know how those clips turn out. You know what I mean? That's a whole different conversation. Um, but yeah, he's just, you know, he sometimes someone who has the information you need, sometimes you have to bear certain things. Like there was a lady when I used to go get my working papers when I was younger, she was the only lady giving that working papers. And nobody ever wanted to deal with her, but she was the one that had the working papers. So if I needed something from her, I had to deal with how she was at that moment. When I went to her, she wasn't as bad as they say she was. She was just strict. You need this, 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 this. That's it. You know what I mean? Some people want to be their handheld and stuff like that, but yo, it is what it is. When I spoke to her, she said, yo, you don't got this, you don't got this, you don't got this, get this, come back. Ain't nothing to fuss about. You know what I mean? She was she was very methodical. She was very like, yo, these are the requirements. This is what you need to move forward. And that's and that's what it is. And sometimes people can't handle that. You know what I mean? Um, sometimes the delivery that, that that people give out. But if you need something, you go get it. And he was giving out free advice to people. And you call up, then this is what you get. You know what I mean? But that's a topic for another day. But I say I'd like to say this. Uh, communication, nonverbal, especially, plays a huge part um, in companies and the way people perceive you. So yeah, it's super important. And like you said, I, I don't believe that's whitewashing uh, at all, but you definitely have to be aware of how people will perceive you in certain scenarios, especially if you, like, I, I'll never forget this episode of Kirby Enthusiasm. Shout out to Larry David, one of my favorite shows. <laughs> um, the guy, he was doing Casual Fridays. I think he was a lawyer. And he, uh, he's like, you sure you want to do that? And he was like, uh, yeah, sure. So he was dressing shoots from Monday to Thursday. On Friday, he had like this cowboy outfit that he put on and the white gentleman walked in. I think he may have been Jewish gentleman. He said, what's going on here? He was like, yo, it's casual Fridays. He's like, nah, I don't want nobody dressing like that to handle my money. Take all my money out of this account. Straight up. And that's just because he didn't look a certain way or he didn't didn't perceive that he took his money seriously. So yeah, I, I do know what you mean, Lady J. You do. You definitely have to um, sometimes look a certain part because people will perceive you that way going into the business. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and like I said, I think it's like there's so many nuances to it. Like, I don't know how to explain certain things without being very biased. And it like it's the same thing. If I go into a bank, if you go into a bank, you expect to see a certain type of teller. Right. Blatantly, I don't <laughs> think anybody could say. Matter of fact. So I went into Moe's, you know, Moe's Mexican restaurant or whatever. And the one time I went into Moe's, it was my best experience ever. And it was so, it was, it was so different. Literally everybody, this was a a Moe's in a certain, in a certain neighborhood. The men behind the little counter thing, they had Florida, Florida locks, like tree trunk dreads. And about three chains on each. And remember, they was rolling burritos. Now, it was the nicest roll burrito I've ever had. No, no correlation. But but I'm just like, 
when you go into certain places, you expect certain things. And when I walked into that specific location, literally, I saw a tree trunk dreads. It was very Miami. He had on three Jesus chains, all gold. He had on a Cuban like bracelet. And literally, he was rolling burritos. And when I talked to him, he was the nicest guy ever. Literally, his voice was like so smooth. It was nice. It was a good conversation. But it's like when I walked in, I was just like, who hired them? Why are they here dressed like that? But I feel like that's, you know, internal biases that we all have. Because, you know, I can't sit here and say, oh, we shouldn't have to code switch. But then I walk into places. I'm like, why they dress like that? But you know what? It's not internal bias. I don't expect anybody in Target to walk up to me with a, a blue Best Buy shirt and khakis and say, how can I help you? Because you guys have set an, a, an image standard. So Chick-fil-A, same thing. I don't. I, <laughs> at the end of everything I order, I expect my pleasure. Not McDonald's. When I go to McDonald's, it is what it is. But when I go to Chick-fil-A, if you don't say my pleasure, oh, we got a problem. Because that's the standard that you set. You know what I mean? And that's the image that you created for me to say, okay, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. So I, I do understand what you mean like, with the internal bias, but you know, like you said, you go to certain establishments, you don't expect certain things, not because you have a bias, but because of the image that they portrayed. Like, the image McDonald's portrays on TV is not the image you get in real life. You know what I'm saying? But you know, no, there's never that nice person smiling at the counter with the little visor hat, you know what I mean? And not at all. Yeah, but some places, some places it's like if you don't get that grit, I don't want it. Like Waffle House, if it don't look like you've just got out, I don't want it. Well, that's how y'all treat Caribbean restaurants. If the Jamaican lady not mean, you know the food's not fire. Mm -hmm. I don't want right. So you have those expectations from some places to meet that gritty, I guess, standard. And so then you go other as you go other places and you have a different standard. Kind of like, I don't know if you guys saw, but saw um the cook here from Philly. She went to this place called Devon Seafood, which is like a higher end like seafood restaurant. And she saw one of the customers feeding their dog water out of our water cups. So, like, you know how like some places they'll give like a doggy bowl, like something for a dog. No, he had a water for himself that the dog was drinking out of the cup. So she had made a comment about it to like the waiter and, you know, was like, I kind of want to take this to management because that's nasty. Like I come here all the time and like, that's not okay. Like somebody should say, sir, you can't do that. Like it's already bad enough. You got the dog here, but now you got the dog drinking out of our cups essentially. So she got a lot of, it blew up on Instagram and some people, I mean, you know, everyone always has an opinion, but people were like, I mean, you drink the cups, you don't know where people's mouths been, but she was just like, but where's the couth of this restaurant? Like, this is not McDonald's. This is not Burger King. Like I spend good, you know, like you spend good money here. This is higher dining in a sense. That's not okay. If you're allowing them to have dogs and have little dog cups, or you should have gotten him a plastic cup. But her whole thing was like, this should have been a dress. And she's just like, you know, it was them people doing it. And it just wouldn't fly with us. So you just have expectations for certain places, which I think is fair. No, it's it's very fair. Let me me ask Shay a question real quick. Shay, um, do you cook oxtails? Yeah. So when like when you give it to people, do you suck your teeth and stuff like that? Like the no. restaurant? <laughs> Lady, Jay, Lady Jay said they're not if they're not sucking your teeth and being mean and they, you know the food ain't not fire. So how, how do I know oh that God. your um, oxtails are fire if you're not sucking your teeth? <laughs> she handled like, she handed it to him with attitude. She about to. She about to. <laughs> What is your oxtail? What extra gravy? Please take it. Go. Bye. Like, it. Oh, my <laughs> God. When they, when they start asking for Caribbean food, you start saying, oh, what do you want? You know what I mean? Is that how you treat them? <laughs> what what no, type of oxtails house. do you make? Do you make, like, Jamaican oxtails or do you make Amer- Black American oxtails? Because, you know, they Black American. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I, okay. I, I okay. want to perfect. I want to perfect how Jamaicans make it, but I cannot. But I know how to make oxtails the the black american way okay. but it's still good just different so you so be nice with that one no attitude required with that one yeah, no yeah. no attitude required <laughs> i'm <laughs> screaming you're a little thicker you better start sucking your teeth 
Oh my god! Lie to you, man. I ain't gonna lie, it don't it don't mean nothing if you don't if you don't if you don't start talking to somebody else online or let somebody skip you. You know what I mean? That's that's a real restaurant right there. I hate that Caribbeans have like this. I hate that for Caribbean restaurants, but it's like so true. Yeah, they all like do it. The, I know, right? I'm like, I'm like, are Caribbean people that mean? I'm like, maybe because I'm Jamaican, I don't realize. I'm like, do they all have attitudes? Oh no. You know what? It they created an environment for their people. And some people that go in there aren't necessarily their people. Like they may not be from their island or whatever the case may be. But when they, they're so excited to see people that are from their island. And you know, for me, I, you know, I go in a restaurant, I stand online. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. For people, mm-mm. They get up and they go and they walk to the front and they just start speaking, you know what I mean? And they patois, whatever. And that'd be it, man. So maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the problem. You know, I don't know. You know, but uh, talking about this is gonna make me hungry and make me want to go eat something, man. Listen, we had an um, amazing conversation, man. It's a lot of jewels dropped tonight. A lot of things that you know can be discussed forever, but you know, unfortunately, these things have to come to an end. So, Lady J, what's your final thought? Something you took from tonight, or something you learned? My final thought is actually something Jelly said. In all scenarios, be your most authentic self because you got to always bring who you are to the table and people right, going right. to hate it or love it. So, Yeah. She also says she manages a team too. So I need to step my game up because I ain't got nobody under me. <laughs> uh, that's a different level of freedom. But what's up that's about that? Jelly Jazz. Uh, Deja Dej, how about you? I'm going to steal what Jelly said about just remember it's a game. Mm. Damn, we gotta get Jelly off. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the mic on that one because I mm-hmm. think that was a lot in a small statement. Because if you know, you know. If you get it, you get it. Yeah. Do you have a mic, Dish? Yeah, I do. Okay, let me hit a drop. I feel like you just hit your hand on the bed or something like that. I'm not gonna, <laughs> we're, not gonna, we're not gonna talk about that. We're not gonna talk about that. Uh, <laughs> 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 Chef shit. <Chef, laughs> what you cooking up in your mind? I think it's Jelly's night because I'm about to steal what Jelly said and say you don't have to, you know, be friends with everybody, but you do have to be friendly. That's mm-hmm. it. You just got to do that. We ain't got no orphan for you, Jelly Jelly Jakes, but let me let me hear what you let me hear what you got to say. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm I'm just blessed that y'all actually found something that I said insightful. I, I'm at a loss for words. Thank y'all. That's the offering right there. I don't have nothing, Coach. Everybody tonight quoted you, and you can't quote yourself. This is no. something. I, I'm, I'm just so, <laughs> I'm so overwhelmed. Thank God. God is good. She God said, good. when your team do it, you don't have to do nothing. And we her team tonight. That's it. <laughs> We're, We're, under right We're under her. We're under her tonight. under her tonight. Oh, right. Lord. Right. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Listen, oh, I, I expect my direct deposit on Friday, Jelly, at this point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll make sure it's, uh, your name is spelled right. No, it's not... Uh, That's all we need. That's another quote. Exactly. As long as my name is spelled right on payday. <laughs> we can keep right. going with what she keeps saying. <laughs> this episode um, is going to be called Jelly. That's it. <laughs> Jelly says... Oh, and I laugh like that on my calls on Microsoft Teams too. Hey, they you have get a it team up. under you. They need to laugh back. Exactly. <laughs> the boss said it's funny. Laugh. Laugh, everyone. <laughs> You're not laughing hard enough. Let's go. I'm done now. with y'all. I'm done. I need that. You want to be here to see box. the next tech laugh back at her, okay? <laughs> oh, oh right. For me. I'm a, uh, what, what, what's my final thought? Got you. Yeah, my final thought is I ain't code switching, but I definitely need to look the part. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't need nobody taking away no money from me because I wanted to uh, overdo it with the way I wanted to express myself externally. So, yeah. So, you're not wearing Tim's in a, uh, in a tie? No Tim's Bro, in a I have I haven't worn Tim's in years. Okay. <laughs> but, no, definitely not wearing Tim's. I, I, usually, I rarely wear a tie either. I rarely wear a tie. These days, I don't know. Pandemic shifted me all the way. I ain't. I'm not on shoes no more. I, I just be on sneakers and suits. I don't know. I'll be out here being different, man. 
Yo, this is a great episode, man. Everything we spoke about tonight, man, something we can really use in life. Said Jelly, Jelly had a bunch of quotables, and they were all dope. Everybody said something great. Listen, if y'all not following us, y'all need to follow us, man. Let's, let me make sure I give y'all the correct Instagram. You know what I mean? Because I, I forget sometimes. You know, I'm old. I'm a parent now. So y'all bear with me. It's Untherapy Podcast on IG, right? That's it, Lady J, right? Yep. Untherapy Podcast on IG, Untherapy Podcast on Facebook, Untherapy PC, and on Twitter. Follow us, man. Follow us. Tap in. Like us, man. We got a bunch of new episodes coming out. We appreciate all of y'all for rocking with us. It's the wonderful Untherapist with us. We got Lady J, Jelly Gels, Chef Shay, Deja Days, yours truly, Coach Ferns, and we out.